Hi, this is Cody Diggle-Orians. And this is the podcaster formerly known as Neil Diggle-Orians. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's going to be how we're going <laughs> to... I've been holding on to that joke ever since you said, hey, let's record an episode tonight. Oh, that's really great. Well, yeah. welcome back to another episode. Episode, Another, oh my God, this is going to be a long uh, episode. Welcome back to another episode of Bearded Fruit. Words are hard. Yeah, well, they are hard whenever you've been gone from this process as long as we have. Oh, honey, that's not the only thing that's hard, honey. 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 Um, yeah, so, so, hey, how's it going? They can't actually answer. I us. know, but uh, so it is. As all of you who are listeners to the listeners of the show know, it's been a very long time since we've done this. Um, I think the last episode was sometime in October of Something last like year. That, yeah, um, because uh, life has been incredibly busy, and uh, I, I think uh, I well, I thought for a while that bearded fruit was kind of done sort of a done thing because we'd moved on to other kinds of work and uh, our jobs had changed a bit. Bearded fruit, more like rotted fruit. It was rotted. More like gutted, um, like a Gila monster. Best, best buy date expired. Yeah. Fruit. Um, but uh, I thought it would be since it was Pride Month, it would be a good opportunity for us to give this another try and jump back in the saddle and return to to all of you who uh, hopefully are going to still be listening to the show again uh, and, and to this process, which was a lot of fun when we did it. Ditto. Yeah. Um, so the reason we decided to jump back in is because uh, it's now June. And as you know, June is Pride Month. It is... Uh, Being straight is illegal. Sorry. It is. Yeah. Well, not illegal. It's not illegal. It's just frowned upon. Let a boy live. It's frowned upon. Let, it's, it's, let me feel my oats. It's, okay. It's Pride Month. And uh, we thought it would be a, a great opportunity for us to, to jump back into Bearded Fruit and, and talk a bit about pride and uh, some conversations around pride that uh, I've been sort of seeing in the Twitter sphere, in gay Twitter land um, recently, which I thought would be um, and really, like that's the genesis of this. I saw this over the last couple of days while watching this this conversation that we're going to have today, and I thought, man, this is exactly the kind of thing that we would talk about on the show if we were still doing the show. Plus, and um, uh, contrary to popular belief, pride is the sexiest of the seven deadly sins. That's right. Not even lust is sexier than pride. I mean, I guess it depends on what pride you're going to. If it's like Poughkeepsie pride, that might not be. Don't no, no dissing anybody who's, no, p- you can be sexy and live in Poughkeepsie. You, I'm uh, Poughkeepsie, more like poke, put it in me. Poughkeepsie. Okay, I think like he's getting on all the jokes that he hasn't had, bet, gotten bet, to do in bet, the last bet, six months. Bet. So um, uh, before we dive into like the, the, the weightier stuff, I just wanted to talk a little bit about pride itself and pride events and, um, and talk like our experiences with pride as uh as an event not just a month um i have never been to a pride event he is 42 years old and he has never been to a pride event. i have never been to a pride event most not because i have a problem with it or um or like i'm like too too cool for pride it's or, because he's still closeted don't tell his mom no it's because i am very uncomfortable in large groups of people and uh crowds make me very nervous and i'm not um it's just not it makes me scared. You know what that sounds? Hmm. Sounds homophobic. No, not not even remotely homophobic. No, it's actually agoraphobic. It's agoraphobic. But yeah. Um, sh- um, but you've you've been to Pride Homo before. Homophobic. You've. I have. Yeah. I have been to Heartland Pride mm-hmm. in um, Omaha, 
Um, soon to be maybe Council Bluffs. I don't know what's going on there. Um, all I know is that Latrice Royale is going to be there this year. Nice. That's that's pretty much all I got. Um, and then I've also been to Star City Pride, which is Lincoln, Nebraska's Pride, which is a much much smaller kind of shebang. Like it 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 occurred on a street as opposed to like in a park where Omaha's did exist, like in a park. Um, so I've, I've been to a handful of, of pride events. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I, that's actually sort of interesting to me because like, I, like you grew up in the Midwest and I grew up in the South for, yes, I did. for people who have maybe forgotten that those details. Um, and I'm like pride didn't exist in the town I grew up in until, oh God, I don't know, years after I had, uh, kind of moved away and sort of like wasn't in town anymore. Uh, I never had pride happening in my South Louisiana hometown when I was growing up or, or even during the time that I was kind of out and about as a queer person in, in, in Lafayette. So, uh, and, and I know that pride there means a lot to a lot to that community. Now uh, it's a, it's an important event for them. Uh, for, for people who are used to sort of big city pride events like Chicago or New York or San Francisco or these like giant pride events, um, I don't I don't know that you have the same kind of like uh, it's 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 connection to the community as you get in those smaller town ones. Like did people in in the Omaha Pride and Lincoln Pride like like did it really matter to them that they had this moment to all be out and in the community? What do you mean? Did it matter? Like, like did it, uh, do you feel like it mattered to to the community in a slightly different way than it might in a larger city? Well, I've never been to a larger city mm-hmm. pride, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I, I don't really know if I can speak on that. Um, I can say that if if I'm comparing Omaha to Lincoln, at the very least, um, Lincoln's um, was maybe is I don't know. Um, it was a lot more. I don't want to say intimate because um, I mean it. It, it, it was essentially the same formula where it's like, okay, gay stuff, handful of corporate sponsors outside, drag queens in, in, in daylight, and um, vendors, um, so like food vendors or, or whatever. And it was just Lincoln was on a smaller scale than that. Um, I don't even remember if there was a parade in Lincoln. Um, maybe there was. But um, in Lincoln, it felt more like everybody actually knew each other versus Omaha which was much more not anonymous so much as just like it's it's bigger so there are more people there and it's impossible to know everybody so I I just assume that you, you if you like exponentially grow that then it's even more just like same formula just bigger mm. yeah. bigger variables yeah I mean I, I I'm I'm it would be fun to at some point go to a pride, especially because we live here in Hartford now where we have access to really big city pride events. It'd be kind of cool to not in Hartford though. Let's make sure the audience knows that we're not. Yeah, no, no. The Hartford pride is actually like in September or October or something. Yeah. It's at a weird time of the year. We're not like other girls. The Lafayette pride that were my hometown. uh, Theirs is in, I want to say it's December. But I mean, it's like still spring. In well, yeah, Louisiana like in like December. a lot of southern like like Atlanta's mm-hmm. Pride is super late. Yeah, um, that makes sense when you're in the south because who wants like no no Gross. like no but although but like I mean if you're gonna follow some of the traditional Pride outfits you're just wearing like a jock and a smile so it's at least that's that's appropriate southern summer. He's weather. wearing a jock and a <laughs> smile. 
<laughs> Although shoes, you probably want to wear shoes. It would be really hot on the asphalt. Probably wants to wear shoes too. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, a, like a jock and a smile. That's that's going to be our new podcast. A jock, um, some red bottoms, and a smile. <laughs> a new play. Um. So. To dive into the thing that I've been seeing on Twitter now that Pride Month has happened, has started, um, I've watched several conversations unfold on Twitter about who belongs at Pride. Um, and like the gist of the conversation is that that there are there are people or segments of the community uh, that are typically seen as to be part of under the LGBTQ plus umbrella that um, don't necessarily belong at a pride event or don't necessarily belong in the celebration of pride. And um, a lot of those those statements are coming from our favorite thing to talk about on this show white gay men dan savage (laughs) yeah well yeah well yes a white cis gay man yeah he is a perfect example of the kind of people um that are sort of propagating these ideas and um it's a it's 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 frustrating for me to watch these conversations because i i completely of course disagree that there are some people that don't belong at pride but so those might be a good way for us to dive back into the pool so to speak to discuss like questions of identity and pride and who should be welcome at this party mm-hmm. so one of the 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 groups that sort of get directed this ire who are, who have this ire directed at them are bisexual folks in heterosexual presenting relationships Okay. Uh, that so the, the 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 argument is that if you are bi and you but you are in a heterosexual presenting relationship, like you are in a, a relationship with someone of the opposite sex um, or a gender that's not yours, you um, you're not you're not queer and you don't belong at Pride. Like that relationship is not acceptable at Pride because it's quote unquote straight. Uh-huh. Another, um, the asexual community has been sort of had this ire directed to them as well, that asexual folks, particularly those asexual folks who identify as heterosexual, do not belong at Pride because you're not gay. Like, you're not gay. You're not queer. Um, you're and, and really like a lot of the, some of the conversation directed toward asexual folks is that like you're not even having sex. So this has really nothing to do with you. Um, which I think is kind of a problem. And, and then another that I've seen are straight couples who, um, and I straight, I would like put straight in, in, in quotes because, uh, these are like couples who may be made up of trans folks or non-binary folks, uh, but are perceived by other people kind of roaming around pride that they're straight couples. And, uh, the, uh, the argument is that if you're a straight couple in any kind of way, then you don't belong at pride. See, there's something really, like, say there's, like, a straight trans couple, so FTM, MTF, trans trans people together loving each other. In a really strange, roundabout way, them not being allowed at Pride is kind of, like, reaffirming their gender, you know? Like, like mm. it's, it's actually kind of like saying, yes, you are heterosexual and not queer. Hmm. Like, like it's, it's totally, it, 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 there's some, like some serious mental gymnastics involved in trying to think of it that way. Um, but there is like totally like a, a little tiny piece of that comes from that. Um, I would say, I mean, when it comes to pride celebrations in general, 
I mean, first and foremost, they're problematic regardless. <laughs> um, Fair. Namely because they're corporate. They don't actually do anything in terms of, um, for the most part, they don't actually do anything in terms of furthering political activism. There's something to be said about visibility, which is nice and all. Um, but at the end of the day, most prides and most pride celebrations are parties, which is great. I mean, like, like it's good because queer people deserve to have fun, things like that. But to come at it with this kind of purist who should and should not be allowed um, mentality is ignorant of the fact that it's like, okay, you are not going to allow a certain group of people to come to this Budweiser-sponsored Paps Blue Rainbow Ribbon. Paps Rainbow Ribbon. Why isn't that a thing? Wait, well, oh, we know why. <laughs> but you're you're not gonna let them come to this like Paps Blue, uh, this like Budweiser sponsored um, um, Bank of America Cox Communications. Um, they they both have tents. There's a Blue Cross Blue Shield there as well, and then maybe a handful of local artisanal vendors. Um, there's something really interesting about that kind of purist. Um, sentiment because it's like okay if you're gonna go all the way then nobody should go to pride like straight up Mm -hmm. nobody should go to pride because if you're really going to care that much about identity politics and and who should and should not go go to those kinds of things then nobody should because it's it's, at the end of the day it's it's queerness as commodity um with two q's and that is trademark you know (laughs) big lorians um but like like for real like at the end of the day if if you're going to be that purist you might as well go all out otherwise you're just kind of half acid being um, semantic about the whole thing. Um, yeah, because I, I, I lo- the point I love the point about uh, these being sort of sponsored by major corporations. Y- yes, you were you were sort of deciding who deserves to be queer at these spaces, who deserves to be present in this quote unquote queer space that is funded by and money is going directly back into corporations that are basically the shareholders are like straight folks. You're like you're giving a bunch of straight folks a lot of money. Uh, this isn't necessarily going back into the queer community. It's not like necessarily going back into the hands of queer people who actually need it. And it's mostly white people. It's not necessarily queer people of color. And um, but yet you're going to bitch on Twitter about, you know, who should not necessarily be present at your big gay event when you are wearing a jock and a smile and some flip flops. And um, so with that being said, do you know? who I think shouldn't be at Pride. And this is going to uh, uh, throw you for a loop because mm-hmm. it's not who I was talking about earlier. Okay. Children. Mm. I believe that kids should not be at Pride mainly because I believe Pride should be political and I believe Pride should be radical and I believe that Pride should be inappropriate for children. That being said, I also believe like Omaha now has a youth pride. That's amazing. Yeah. It's for, um, I think the age goes up to 18, maybe 19. Um, but like it, it's for youth. It's for anybody age like 13 to 19. They come, they have their party, they have their Kiki, they have their Shirley temples. I don't know. They're, <laughs> they're Budweiser sponsored Shirley temples. Right. <laughs> um, and then like they, they get to be queer. They get to be young. They get to have, and they get to connect on a level that like, only they understand because like why are they with adults anyway yeah um they have different issues than adults they have different things bringing them together um so with with that in mind i don't think kids should be at pride um especially like really little kids 
Like it's 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 great that you know queer parents exist. It's great that they are taking over. Um, they're taking over the foster care system. Um, in fact, actually, uh, 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 the governor of Connecticut recently um, kind of started this initiative to try to get more queer parents um, involved in adoption. I'm not sure if you knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you need it. Uh, so there's there, there's something that I believe, like I, I really don't think kids should be at pride. And I also, I mean, let's be real, people are creepy. <laughs> You know, yeah, pe- people are creepy. Yeah. And when you get larger groups of people, they're going to like people, people in small, the small percentage of people out there are creepy. The larger group of people you have, the more of those creepy people you have. And that's just reality. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to argue that, like, all gays are pedophiles, obviously. But that doesn't mean there aren't pedophiles in the yeah. community. <laughs> um, and, you know, like. I was 17 when I went to my first Pride, and I was kind of predator, predated upon, (laughs) predated, I don't know, Um, and you know, at the time I was like, I'm mature, I can handle this, plot twist, I couldn't, I didn't actually, I probably shouldn't have been there, Um, but you don't know that in the time, so those are my thoughts, those are my feelings. Yeah, so no, there's some interesting things there to kind of break down, Uh, one of them being the idea of of like what pride should be the notion of pride um you know is is pride a place where it's a, is is pride supposed to be just a big party where everybody's down in the street and having a great time listening to music and having drinks and listening to to tunes and whatever and parades and all that shh shh um and also like bringing in like you know queer families and saying you know should queer should pride be like a family friendly event for those who have queer mom and dads and the families um so like should it be I don't know like like a like a summer fest like gay summer fest I think there's space for all of those things yeah but I like the idea of like pride I was gonna say this earlier like you know um I mean shouldn't ideally pride not have anything to do with corporations but shouldn't it just be what it was in the very beginning just like a bunch of really pissed off queers throwing bricks at shit like that i want to go to that pride not that we condone violence or anything no but i mean but but like yeah the i i have often thought that it's kind of sad that the really the really radical history based um kind of like Pride is an appreciation of history and community and what what really led to our liberation movement. Um, the, the absence of that in pride seems sad mm-hmm. to me. And it would be great if pride regained that somehow. Well, and there's definitely a caveat that comes with, um, like, so if you take the corporate sponsorship out of pride, who's paying for the permits? Who's paying for even just like assembly permits that's a thing let alone like renting out a park or whatever i mean there's there's all sorts of like logistical administrative stuff that does actually require money because capitalism so like there's there's a fine line so i think that there is like i think that the ideal and in lots of lots of bigger cities do this anyway they have pride takes place over multiple days mm-hmm. Um, with multiple like more bar centric parties as well as the public celebration. Um, so they're already like set up for this kind of a model. Um, but there's no, th- there's nothing saying that there can't be like 
Thursday is family day, and then Friday is like youth pride or whatever, then Saturday is the big angry queer off with the headliner Alexis Mateo. Oh, the I don't know. Big angry queer. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would go with no. So who would be the queen? It would with Sasha Velour. She would be the because she would. It'd probably be Bob actually. Because Bob's oh, actually Bob, been yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Big angry arrested. That would be kind and of and like awesome. the vixen would be there. Yeah, just like angry at everything, and we'd be like, yes, please, yes. be angry, be angry, girl. Um, yeah, like no, no that but like, I like that. There's something about that idea that I think is very appealing because that then speaks more appropriately to the spectrum of the community of what the 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 wide sweep of what the community actually is that it does contain all of those people. Um, I just it, it and it feels it's more overly it's more overtly inclusive than than the pride is jockstrap on a smile and uh, some parties. That only these kind of people can go to. Jockstrap and a smile, and then also lesbians with their two-year-old twins. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. next to each other. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's like um, it's strange, but like in order for it to be truly inclusive, you do kind of have to make separate spaces. It, there's like this very, very strange separate but equal thing going on. Yeah. Well, and, and then that brings back to the to the to the people in those conversations that have been excluded, uh, or or are have been told that they shouldn't belong there like bisexual folks um asexual folks and 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 uh, trans folks and non-binary folks that don't necessarily present as um like outwardly i don't know how to say that in a way that isn't kind of offensive but but like you know trans folks and, bi- and non-binary folks that are still perceived by other people as cisgender i guess um even though they are not um that the, these people somehow don't belong there, but they are part of the community too. Um, you know, bi folks exist and are a valid part of our. They're the bee. What do you? What, what do they think the bee was for? Bacon. Bondage. Um, Beyonce. Bananas. Bears. <laughs> God, anything but that. Bears are canceled. <laughs> That's another episode. We are anti-wolf. Yeah, that's maybe another episode of the podcast. Um, but uh, and 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 asexual folks as well. Like they're part of the community too. Um, it had me thinking a bit about kind of like what. It had me thinking a bit about about our th- this queer community or the LGBTQ plus community as a whole. Um, in in the the mis the misperception of it as as being the gay community that those things are being interchangeable the idea of like LGBTQ plus and gay community being interchangeable and they're not the gay community is a community within that larger umbrella of LGBTQ plus and the thing that ties the LGBTQ plus community together is that. Um, all of the people under that umbrella are marginalized or they experience discrimination because they don't conform to the dominant culture's sexual or gender norms. Like, that's the unifying idea of LGBTQ+. And so it's how we're all connected. It's how we all fit under, under the umbrella. And so when we're talking about like queer pride or LGBT pride, that's the thing that pride celebrates is the connectiveness of all of those people together word yeah and like 
instead of pride just being an opportunity for you to shake your ass in the street, although like if you want to shake your ass in the street, do that. Go and do that. That's totally cool. I don't mind if you want to do that. But pride is really like an opportunity for all of us to demonstrate the power of that umbrella, this larger umbrella of like sexual and gender discrimination and marginalization. We have this dominant culture that is constantly telling us that the way that we want to live inside of our bodies and the way that we want to, to um, use our bodies is wrong, is wrong and inappropriate. Can I ask you a bit of a tangential question that's still relevant to the topic on hand? Yes. Given you have admitted never going to a pride, um, how valid are your criticisms of what pride is and should be? And that's not like a, that I know my tone, tone seems pointed right now, but like it, it, it's, it's something I've been thinking about where during this conversation where it's like I have been to prides and you haven't. And even so, like it's been years since I've been to a pride. Like, so how even like, like both of us, how valid are our criticisms if we haven't been recently? I mean, like probably, I don't know, maybe entirely valid. Maybe there is no, maybe the criticisms are not valid at all. Um, you decide. I mean, I, like, yeah, like I don't, I don't mean to be like an asshole about it, but like, I'm okay. Get on the, get on Twitter and fight me. Like, no, come on. Like that's. My name is Cody and I came here yeah, to fight. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, if if that's, if you, it, fight me. Like, that's cool. That's, that is the purpose of, that's the purpose of these sorts of conversations. And I, I don't, I don't think it's like, I don't, I don't think that you have to be a person who attends pride to, to sort of look at it and see, oh, these are the, we're not saying things that aren't, aren't untrue. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, like the fact that corporations dominate the large pride events is a true thing like that that's true that's not wrong i know but like i mean one could also argue that due to our lack of not experience but lack of like well experiential um knowledge like like yes corporations go to pride all that fun stuff maybe it's cool though maybe like maybe maybe that's beneficial um and we wouldn't know those nuances because we don't go like right now tidal wave is happening which is a big bear run in orlando and like we both kind of cringe at that but also like maybe it would be actually like kind of fun and kind of empowering to go to something like that we don't know we've never been um it's easy for us to I, i just think it's 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 easy for us to criticize from afar okay i think there's a difference between saying um, I hate this event because I'd have, because I like, I just think it's a dumb event or I think this, this, I think pride is, is, is wrong. It's a different thing to say, you know, th- these are things that these things, these are things that are problematic about the way that it's practiced, that you can sort of observe it from the outside and say, these, this is, these are some issues. It is not something that I've like made up or I'm guessing that there are conversations, that there are people in the LGBTQ plus umbrella that are being told that they don't belong there. That's not, that that would not change if I would attend Pride every year. Like that wouldn't be a thing that changes. Okay. Um, But but to, to, to that point though, seriously, on Twitter, I am at a bearded fruit. 
if you think I'm an asshole and have something to say and you're like, you're totally wrong. I'm tweeting these are the, right like, now. No, like if you think you're totally wrong, then please get on, get on the Twitter and talk to me about it. I would be happy to have a conversation with you. And I would be happy for you to like demonstrate that yes, bi folks are welcome at pride events. Yes, asexual people are welcome at pride events. Yes, trans folks who present as straight couples, quote unquote, are welcome and, and not treated shittily at pride events. I would be happy for you to show me how queer people of color are embraced in these events and are celebrated and focused on in these events. Like show, yeah, like show me the receipts and then I will share the receipts and I'll get on bearded fruit and be like, yo, I was totally wrong in our return episode from the 9,000 years in the desert that we were wandering with Priscilla. <laughs> right. Like I would totally, yeah, like totally, totally, totally be down for that. So six months from now, wait for our next episode and <laughs> season three of bearded fruit. No, for those people who have, who have asked, um, who have wanted the show to come back, I think we're going to try to do a monthly episode now. Cause I think that's spoiler. Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be a more realistic thing. Um, but back to like the overarching point, I think pride is an opportunity to demonstrate that, that pride spaces and spaces for queer people are, can, can be incredibly inclusive and look like, we spend so much of our time already being told by the dominant culture that we don't belong in spaces. We don't belong in classrooms teaching children. We don't belong um, among other good God-fearing Christian people. We don't belong in positions of leadership. We don't belong on television. We don't belong in movies. We get told all the time that we don't belong in places. For the fucking month of June, we should at least be able to pull together as a community and demonstrate that, demonstrate what an inclusive world looks like. And we can do that at Pride. We can create spaces that are inclusive for everyone. We can take everybody under the LGBTQ umbrella and give them a place to be and give them a place to celebrate who they are and how they're connected to all the other people in our community. We could do that. And that should be what Pride is, right? Go team queer. Yeah, like I think that should be what pride is. Go team f faggots. <laughs> Not just faggots. We want all the people at the table. You don't have to be a faggot to be welcome here. Not just faggots, a new play. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. We, as I said, as I just said, we, our plan is to, to, uh, come back to bearded fruit in a monthly capacity and put out an episode a month uh, on whatever's happening in the world because um it's it's been it's actually been very nice in in the the, the many months that we've been gone um I've been told by a lot of people who would listen to the show that they miss us and they miss the show and that they took a lot of a lot of um positive things from us doing bearded fruit and um you know I was like I was starting to feel like, yeah, I kind, I kind of miss it too. You liar! No, I like the last couple of days. I've been thinking about. I was like, yeah, I, I'm. I kind of missed doing it too. I kind of, I kind of miss it. And then Pride happened, and I was feeling real gay. And I was like listening to Carly Rae Jepsen, and I was feeling away. That's literally every day. I was. Uh, well, I cut to the you, feeling. You listen to Carly Rae Jepsen and feel away. I don't know. I don't. No, it's not every day. I don't listen to every day. You feel away every day. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Most days it's boy problems. That's my mood. Um, several days it's 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 cut to the feeling. Every once in a while, Pink by Janelle Monae. 
Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole album though. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, um, so all of, for all of you who have, who have taken a minute to tell us that, uh, you appreciated the show and we would love for it to come back. Um, this episode is, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Mama said, knock you well. Yeah, like it's, this episode is sort of a, a, a nod to all of you who have been so kind and, and to say nice things about the podcast even in its absence. So, um, we, we appreciate that. Um, so as always, we thank you for listening, and and we hope that you have returned to the fold, and will will keep up with us uh, as long as we can continue doing monthly episodes, and um, we uh, we're very grateful to you, and uh, keep listening and share the episode and let people know that Bearded Fruit is back. That'd be great, and uh, we'll we'll see you next month. During the episode, I found a patch of hair that I missed on the top of my head. And that's great to know that you were really focused on the task at hand. I'm always focused on my cue ball. Yeah. Okay. See you next month. <laughs>